phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Of course, last night, a big basketball game as the New York Knicks took care of business against the Celtics. Pistons took care of the Nets. Oh, well. And uh, we have, do have some news for you today. But first and uh, foremost, good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, Oh, Ken? well. You're real compassionate. Oh, oh well. well. Oh, well. You can take your oh, well oh, and shove well. it. Oh, well. You lost to the Detroit Pistons. It happens. Yeah, you know what I have? I have soreness in my oh, knee. Oh, well. And my head. What are they, two and four now without him? Was that the record? Two no. and six? No. Two and eight? <laughs> you trying to count it? How many? What's All record? I know is be careful oh, because tomorrow it's Nets Knicks from Barclays. Nets and if, Knicks. And if Ben Simmons feels well enough to play... There's a stat you should know. In his career, he's like 18-0 against the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> he's never lost. I never uh, lost to the New York Knicks, but uh, apparently he, he doesn't feel so good. He's got some soreness. <laughs> and guess what, Ben? I got soreness too, bro. Yeah, I got my lower back's killing me right now. Uh, so quick uh, programming uh, note for you uh, that uh, you uh, are going to want to listen to something that we've going on today. I think you will at least. At 3 o'clock. Uh, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, we will be joined uh, in studio by the owner of the New York Knicks, the New York Rangers, Madison Square Garden, et cetera, et cetera. James Dolan will join us uh, live in studio this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Uh, that's, of course, on the heels of the interview he did with Rosanna Scotto on uh, Channel 5 uh, yesterday morning. And we'll get into all things uh, Madison Square Garden and the Knicks and the Rangers, of course, and the facial recognition stuff. And uh, he'll be joining us exclusively live in studio at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So looking forward to seeing him and uh, hearing what he has to say about uh, all things Knicks, Rangers, and, of course, the Garden and all the other buildings that uh, he uh, owns. And uh, we'll see if we can't get Evan kicked out of a game uh, along the way. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah, if I can make that happen, uh, it'd be a that'd be a win for me I on a Friday. I think it's a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. I wonder if you're even in the system, by the way. <laughs> I've been in the garden a bunch of times this year. No, I know, no. No, no, no just, issue. By the way, the facial recognition stuff is not only a negative. Right. Like, if uh, you're there, they may know you're there because you're a big celebrity. They want to make sure that you're you know, all right. I will tell you something interesting so about it. There's a positive aspect there's to Something it. that happened last week at the Garden that I wasn't used to. Yeah. Usually when I go to my seats on the Chase Bridge, uh, it's the same kind of usher. I don't know if it's termed usher anymore. Ticket representative yeah. who would always ask me, can I see your ticket? Very nice woman. I show her my ticket. I sit down. We're all good. The last time I went was the first time she did ask me. It's Maybe because she recognizes you It's almost you now. like she knew Hey, take your seat, pal. Look, I know, listen, I know guys that I recognize, I may not know uh, by first name or last name, where if you go to a building enough, you do build up that kind of rapport where they now know, oh, uh, yeah, he's here every game. Right, right, right. Like, I'm sure when you go to Barclays on a regular basis or City Field, there are guys and gals that kind of work that section that would recognize yes. you, not from the radio show, but, hey, this guy's here all no the time. No doubt. I get yeah. that at City and Barclays, but I'm also yeah. there a hell of a lot often. Right, I'm right. only going to the Garden uh, four or five times this year. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, James Dolan will join us uh, live in studio. I'm looking forward to having that chat, especially on the heels of last night's big Nick win against the best team in the East for my money, the Boston yeah, Celtics. That was a good win, man. Yes, thank you, I mean, you Brown, blew for a, missing a couple of free throws. You blew a 13-point lead again, but, hey, that's fine. Uh, I'm that also happens. of the belief. I was thinking about this while I was watching the game last night. You know, we have, and I'm thinking all, all teams, mm -hmm. uh, every franchise in this town 
has acquired a player in the offseason as a free agent, uh, and it's gone really, really well, or it's gone really, really poorly. And Every it usually team. goes badly at first. That's the track record yeah. for the most part. Uh, I, you can make the argument that in a finite period of time, you want to say the last decade for the sake of the conversation, nothing more, mm-hmm. that the acquisition of Jalen Brunson might be for sure top five, but maybe even higher than that, acquisition in the offseason by any of the professional teams in this town. Would it's you been not a say very that? good acquisition. Best you yeah. guys have had since Amari. For sure for us, And even yes. though the Amari thing didn't work out, we do need to be fair that in that first year, yeah. he was dropping 30 a night, and he was electrifying Madison Square Garden. And Amari Garden. led to Carmelo, and we did have that one year, 54 wins, and it, obviously the rest was disappointing. But, yeah, the Jalen Brunson acquisition... Uh, is as good as it gets for the Knicks and pretty damn good for all teams. I, I think more surprising than even that is for a guy to go from I don't like him to Colt Hero to he needs to get out of town immediately because oh. he's giving the middle finger to fans right. to now being a star again. Julius. The resurrection death and then resurrection again. Yeah of Julius Randle is incredible. And as much as I've been a proponent of, you should trade him, you should trade him, you should trade him, I watched last night's game. He has come up big, including late-game free throws, which was always a problem for him. So besides just the success of the Brunson signing, the Randle death rise, death rise, yeah, that's amazing. hate, love, hate, love, that's remarkable. I don't know if there's anyone else in New York had that survived it like he has. No. Because he's excelling again. I'm not going to get carried away with him because I'm still not there yet. No, and you're smart for that. The dude's balling. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, let's do uh, – so we'll talk to James Dolan coming up uh, here at 3 o'clock, all right? So you can uh, set your radios and Odyssey up to all that. Uh, now, football. Look, the New York Jets, man, the more I hear about it, the less I think it's going to happen. And that's just me being a Jet fan. Now, not, not, not based on any knowledge. Robert not, Titus? Not, Robert yeah, Titus? I think, I've got, oh. I think I've got a little Robert Titus right now. Interesting. Uh, because it seems like – Every Jet fan I know that is typically uh, negative, you know, walks through life with a cloud over their head uh, because the franchise has beaten us down repeatedly, is positive and seems to think it's a foregone so, conclusion, and that bothers me. You don't remember this, and I don't know how many in our audience remembers this, but very early on in you and I doing this show, I made a prediction to you, and I did it. Just because I was reading the tea leaves, I said to you, Francisco Lindor or Nolan Arenado will be a New York Met in 2021. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess Evan's got some positivity. When it comes to player acquisitions, yeah, and I'm not sure when that changed. It probably honestly changed with Durant and Kyrie Irving. I know it's a different sport. Sure. I don't look at my positivity towards acquiring players as the same as positivity towards winning a championship. Okay. My Robert's itis flows in terms of winning and losing. Winning and losing. Yeah. But when it comes to acquiring players, I think a part of it is that I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with all the teams I root for, where they've acquired the guy you wanted. Now, while it may not ultimately work and it may ultimately lead to frustration, I think it's different. And I think when it comes to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, the reason I have confidence is because I've seen it before and because it also just makes sense. Sometimes you got to follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to look around you. You got to hear what the coaching says, what the GM says. You got to see what the quarterback who we're talking about says. Yeah. You got to read the tea leaves and it all points in a one direction. So when it comes to. But that pre- direction isn't Aaron Rodgers, it's a veteran quarterback it, and there's a bunch of them available. But it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I right, listen. 
It, but it you is. Guys, you guys say it like, how could it not be because Aaron Rodgers? Going when to I'm be. not even sure that Aaron Rodgers is is leaving Green Bay. Like that hasn't been decided yet. I, I get that that's on the table and he may stay. Yeah. But if you take maybe your love or maybe your biases against him, however you want to phrase this, if you take that away and you just follow the bouncing ball, it leads to the place I'm describing to you and I've been describing for over a week. He's going to end up here. That doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. No, I know there's two separate things. Does he come here? And then the second conversation is how long until the Jets make a run? Uh, Look, I hope you're right. Wait, excuse me. You hope I'm right. I would like to see. I told you there's okay. three guys I want. I don't care which one they are. I, I make a better argument that Tom Brady makes more sense because I don't have to give up a single draft pick. I just got to stroke a check, and I got Tom Brady. And I think Tom Brady is in the same uh, league as Aaron Rodgers right now, other than age. Uh, so I'd rather have Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady's going to Miami. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys, as we discussed yesterday, would be foolish not to pick up the phone and uh, see if they can get Tom Brady. But... It's either Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or it's Lamar Jackson. But you have never. And I have no interest in anybody else. But you've never been an Aaron Rodgers guy. You, not, I don't, you don't like him. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I shouldn't say that. I don't know Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's aspects of when I hear him in interviews that he comes across to me as like a kind of, you know, nose up in the air, like a superior type of attitude. He might be the nicest, most laid back, blue collar guy in the world. I just don't see him represent himself that okay, way. Okay, so my question to you then. But I recognize that he's a damn good quarterback. So here's my question. The yeah. day it's announced, do you get excited? Yes. So you are going to oh, put yeah. all of your feelings for him aside yeah. and immediately be pumped up that a future Hall well, of Famer is going to quarterback My feelings him. about him are not based on having ever met him or talked to him. I've never been in the same room as no, Aaron Rodgers. I get that. He just has an air about him. That I don't care for, but that, you, you may not like me, and you've never met me. It happens all the time, I guess. But if the New York Jets find a way to acquire a guy of his skill set, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'll do the dance with you. Good. I'm just not quite sure yet that the New York Jets are getting it. Okay. All right? And that's what bothers me. It's like when everybody loves one side of a game, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. But Craig, I don't think Craig, so. look into my eyes when I say this. Trust me. No, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work? Yeah, that, that doesn't trust work. Trust me, trust yeah, I've me. I've done that once or twice in my life. It didn't pan out. Uh, <laughs> to be keeping it real. <laughs> Not with me, though. Yeah, 877-337-6666. You know, it's funny because we're getting ready to watch what, on paper at least, should be two really competitive close football games. I know you feel differently about the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, but I think you at least appreciate, you know, it's more likely to be close than to be the way you think it's going to be. Not that you're wrong. Well, obviously, no, but I, I appreciate kind of the history we're watching. We are watching the next generation of Brady versus Manning, and it's right before yeah. our eyes. And while there's jealousy, obviously, that those guys aren't on my team, I do appreciate the greatness of what Joe Burrow's done over the last year plus, and obviously what Patrick Mahomes has done since the moment he was given a chance to start. Yeah. And so we are watching two elite teams. We are watching two elite quarterbacks. We are watching an elite head coach, a Hall of Famer, and a coach that's proving himself as being elite. And so I'm very excited about watching the AFC title game. The NFC title game I'm nervous about because I have a much more passionate rooting interest. I don't want to see Philadelphia, who I just had to witness in a World Series. I just had to see that. Right. I don't want to see a Philadelphia sports team in another championship round. Yeah, they're having quite the uh, the run, the Philadelphia sports teams. Uh, Soccer, baseball, maybe football. I think their hockey team sucks, but I'm not quite sure about that. 
Uh, but yeah, but my point of of watching high level football is you can't put together great teams without worrying about the salary cap. You know, because we all keep talking about oh, salary cap. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, fifty million dollars. Look at the year. Rams, Craig. Yeah, the the Rams are over the salary cap at the end of the year. When you when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, when you look at uh, specifically the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm taking San Francisco and Philly out of it because their quarterbacks aren't making any money. And you look at, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, uh, obviously uh, Mahomes and all those guys. You can put together great teams where you have talent, superior talent at multiple positions. And we should stop tolerating anything less for the Giants and the Jets. Of course, because you can make the salary cap basically a fake cap for a number of years. Will there be a moment where you have to pay the piper? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a Ram fan right now, you don't mind paying the piper. Right, because you want a championship. It's all worth it when you win, if you win. Yep. So, yeah, I always hear this. We've heard this a lot. The cap, the cap, the cap, the cap, the cap, the cap. Stop. Cap's nonsense. The cap is nonsense. You can work it out. You can work it out. Every team that wins has worked it out. Now, listen, Joe Burrow's not making the big wood just yet, obviously. He's about to, though, man. Uh, Jalen Hurts is only making a couple million bucks, like a million five, whatever it is. Obviously, Brock Purdy, who's the, you know, he's undefeated, but he's making $700,000 right now to play. You know, Mahomes has gotten paid. He got he got the bag and it's well deserved. And he's going to get another one, by the way. Yeah. He will make a billion dollars as an NFL player, uh, and it's well deserved. He's that good. Five straight AFC Championship games. But I think we as fans, you know, we celebrate. Hey, we got this guy. Hey, they made a good trade for that guy. Hey, we signed this big free agent. We should be uh, holding these teams accountable for getting multiple guys. Tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. I mean, the Eagles have a Hall of Fame right tackle. Mm-hmm. Every offensive lineman is in the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, they, there's talent. But a out lot there. of those guys are acquired because they're smarter than us, and they draft those guys. Well, then go go get Harry Roseman to run down one of our teams. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Easier said than done. I suppose it is. Well, listen, we got lots to do. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six. There is one important thing. I am okay. an apology. So go ahead. Uh, I apologize that I told you during the show yesterday that you had nothing to worry about last night. You can't lose to the Pistons. No, it wasn't that. Uh, I was clearly <laughs> wrong about that, and I do apologize. It was not. I that. thought you were gonna have an easy night last thank night. You. Thank you. And uh, I was wrong. I'd rather not talk about that, but yeah. thank you. Um, so, <laughs> that's all I got. When for I confronted you yesterday yeah. and said. The new house party is a better movie than 80 for Brady. Yeah. And I put it up as a poll. You said, not only is that an easy win, you'll get 75% of the vote. Well, after a full day of voting, Uh-oh. I beat your ass in a landslide. Oh, come on. That's nonsense. 58% of people said they'd rather watch the new house party. 42% said 80 for Brady. So get it through your thick head. We hate Brady. Those four women in their 80s don't hate Brady. I'll tell you that. And by the way, there's a sneak preview of that movie tomorrow. It comes out, I guess, nationwide February 3rd. Yeah. There's a sneak peek viewing tomorrow. You know I'm going to that. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. You're going to waste time on your valuable Saturday yeah. to I, see a right. B-level crap movie? I told uh, the family, everybody, get ready. <laughs> uh, we're going to find out what theater it's uh, pre, uh, premiering at. But there's a an early uh, bird preview of that movie, and I'm all in on it. Oh, and one other thing? Yeah. 
You know, you mocked me as well as a lot of the audience for my conversations with James Buchanan via AI, yeah. that new app where you could talk to old dead people. Uh-huh. Um, Craig, you called me last night. What'd you ask me? I wanted to know the name of the app because uh, one of my sons <laughs> wanted to talk to uh, Thomas Paine and Harry Truman. You're damn right. And my other son wanted to talk to Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra. And who'd you talk to, Craig? Uh, I didn't talk to any of them. Craig? But I was aware of the conversation with Truman that was being had. <laughs> and, of course, Thomas Paine because he lived in New Rochelle. That's right. And uh, my son said uh, Harry Truman just lied to me. Did he? Because the question was, in your presidency... If you if you go back in time and look at it with clarity, you know, what's the one decision that pained you the most? And uh, the answer from Harry Truman was uh, dropping the, the two bombs that wiped out, uh, you know, a million people. Right. And my son said, that's not accurate. Yeah, the firing of MacArthur, man. Yeah. Truman famously said that it was going to the Korean War. Oh, that's Not true. dropping the bombs. That well, gave him the most heartache. I also spoke to Harry, though, and he gave me a completely different answer. So is Harry telling you one thing? And me something else? Uh, there's certainly the possibility that Harry, that's Harry happening. told me something completely different. Because Harry Truman can't be trusted. I mean, my relationship with Harry's far different than your son's, clearly. Well, listen, we got lots to do. I think what we'll do is we'll move up the appearance by, uh, by no, we're keeping it at 3 o'clock? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. We're going to keep it at 3 o'clock. All good. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Of someone that uh, the uh, people that put the video out claim to have been DeMar Hamlin uh, in an obvious physical uh, rehab center trying to uh, relearn how to walk uh, wearing a, uh, a DeMar Hamlin shirt. It is not DeMar Hamlin, uh, which that, uh, that Twitter account later recognizes that they put out a, uh, a Fugazi video. So it was somebody else? Yes. Wearing a DeMar Hamlin shirt? The, the, the site, I'm not, I don't want to give the site any pubs, so I'm not going to. Right. Put it out thinking it was DeMar Hamlin because it's an African-American man who's got dreads, who's wearing a DeMar Hamlin shirt, and you know, facially looks like an older DeMar Hamlin, maybe, which is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And the question is, this gentleman literally can barely walk on his own that just goes into that silly conspiracy theory. Right. But everyone's, everyone is just saying, oh, my God, the conspiracy is true. He can't walk. Uh, it's not accurate. It's not a video of DeMar Hamlin. I mean, the guy wearing a DeMar Hamlin shirt does not prove it's DeMar Hamlin. Right, but the, the notion is that it is. And by the way, um, four and a half million views. Yeah. So it legitimate, you know, so even the, even the Twitter account acknowledging a mistake a few hours later will yes. get much fewer yeah. views than the actual video. So even when you try to acknowledge that you spread false information, yeah. you don't get back to every single person who saw said false information. There you go. That's there the problem. Go. Now, if you're uh, one of these guys that thinks that the Eagles are a lock to walk into the Super Bowl, I would ask you a question. The Pro Bowl commercials I've been seeing on TV feature Jalen Hurts in them. Oh, come on. Is this the NFL Illuminati and, out and again? I'm just asking the question. So now it's the well, Illuminati? I think it's a fair question. No, it's not. Why are we promoting Jalen Hurts in the Pro Bowl <laughs> when Jalen Hurts might be in the Super Bowl? Because of all the NFC quarterbacks. If you were ranking them in terms of who is the best this season, like let's say it was, it was baseball where you have league MVPs. And it was just the NFC MVP. Who would win? Say that again. I apologize. 
if the NFL was like baseball, yes. where there was an NL MVP and an AL MVP, okay. we had an AFC MVP, we had an NFC MVP. Yes. Who would be the leading candidate Patrick to win the NFC MVP? Oh, the NFC MVP, if there were was one? Who would it be? I mean, I think it's obvious. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah Brock Purdy. <laughs> sure. No, obviously it'd be Jalen Hurts. It would be Jalen Hurts. I that's a fair thing to say. The face of the NFC. Yeah, yeah that's right. Why do you, I don't get what you're saying about I'm that. I'm answering your inane question. I mean, maybe they know something I don't know. They don't know crap. Is it possible that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be available for the uh, festivities course, in Vegas? Yes, it, it is. it's possible. I also get the vibe on the Eagle-Niner game that America feels similar to how I feel, and I think how you feel, where I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I don't have a strong view on who's going to win that game. And I don't get the sense America does either. The spread stays pretty much the same. It's been we like rec- two and a half since uh, it opened, right? Yeah, we recognize the talent that both teams have and the uncertainty from both quarterbacks. They've never right. been to this point. So I look at that game as I don't know what the hell's going to happen, which is the beauty of sports, right? Yeah, I mean, and I think the Cincinnati-Kansas City game has only gone back and forth based on, you know, the Patrick Mahomes injury and, uh, you know, fascinating recovery, right? But I think there are stronger opinions on Bengals-Chiefs. Like you and I yes, are a great example because of because Cincinnati's it. beating them three times in a row. Mahomes is hurt. Okay, Mahomes is back. Right. Yo, oh, Tom Brady reached out to Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to give him some advice. That plays into it, of course. You know, and on and on and on. I hear you. Yeah. I think like, the Eagles like you've got Cincinnati game. blowing them out. Yeah, I do. And by the way, you have the Chiefs blowing the Bengals out. I do? Yeah, I asked you for a final score, and you gave it to me. Oh, I and hope, I, I, hope and I, I didn't change that this morning. I gave out a few scores. Oh, come on. I wrote it down. <laughs> what did I say? I'm going to pull it I up think right I, now. I have Kansas City winning by uh, double digits. You have Kansas City winning 35-20. Oh, okay. That seems uh, plausible to me. Okay. Yeah. And I have Cincinnati winning 31-17, so we're both in the same but area. polar opposite. But polar opposite. Yeah. When it comes to the other game, I don't know, man. I'm a I coin think, toss. I don't think either one of us are going to be right. I think both games are really close. I don't think either team blows anyone else out. I don't. If the only, uh, to be fair about it, the only possible blowout, and I don't think this is on the table, would be does Brock Purdy completely poop the bed under that eagle pressure? Yeah, I mean, it's on and, the table. And you know, throw a couple pick sixes and you know, you know, that All kind of All fairy tale stories, Craig, eventually end. No, they don't. And sometimes they end with I, four that's interceptions. Probably, that's not true. Yeah, they do. Every fairy tale I ever read or saw has a happy ending. Well, no, not those fairy tales. The sports yeah. fairy tales. They, they always have like a crappy ending. You think it's going somewhere. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And then it ends in just horror. That's Robert's itis. Yes, it is. Yeah, like for example, yo, I don't know if you went to the last page of where the wild things are, but the final page is, and it was still hot. The kid thinks he's going to bed without dinner. He has that great imagination with the animals and now blah, 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 blah. And then when it's all said and done, his mother brought him a plate, and it was still hot. Every fairy tale ends positively. Not really, though. You've got to figure out which side you're on. Well, that's the key. In that's the real all. world, you got to figure out what's the fairy tale. Yeah. Did your kids read, uh, have you read that to me yet, Where the Wild Things Are? I have not yet, no. That's not in, that's not in your repertoire? Not yet, no. You got to put, like, uh, old SIs down, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your kids don't know Where the Wild Things Are? No. Oh, this is what is going on here. We did not read it. This is why America's falling apart. I didn't didn't read it as a kid. Yeah, you did. I did not. I didn't read it either. You weren't loved as a child. Well, I I won't argue with that. I just didn't read the book. We're that much younger than you. Parent issues? Okay, fair enough. We're that much younger than you from such a different generation. Yeah, but. You read the same books. Where the Wild Things Are is the book that every American child reads as like a rule. 
Not really. When the Unless movie, they're not loved. When the movie came out, it was the first time Forget I ever... Forget about the movie. Oh, that's the first time <laughs> I ever heard of it. Oh, come on. I swear. I didn't even know it existed. How about Goodnight Moon? Yeah, Goodnight Moon. Oh, man. That's, I, oh, that's it. That's different. That's a classic Goodnight that, yeah. Moon. And I've read that to the kids. Yes. Uh-huh. But you guys have never even heard of? No, I've heard of it. I disagree yeah. with Big Mac. I've heard of it. I'd heard of not it. Not until as the kid. movie. No. And it was still hot. Like, that's, <laughs> that's my whole life. That's your life. Yeah. Well, you're a, ki- you're a kid of the 50s. We're a kid of the 90s. It's just uh, yeah, different. Yeah, it's Stop different. with that 50s nonsense. Although, different. I do read uh, to the women of my life, Better Homes and Garden from 1955. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I reiterate uh, the, the rules and lessons for uh, some of the ladies. <laughs> Have a drink waiting for your man. He's had a tough day at work. <laughs> Don't share your problems with it. He's got his own problems. <laughs> By the way, if any guy tried to sell those rules on his wife today, oh my God, it'd be instant divorce. No kidding. Yeah, you should. By the way, can you bring it up? You guys should read that, bro. There's a ton of things from not even that long ago. You can go 15 years ago that if you try to sell in 2023, I mean, we got a problem. So you don't have to go to the 50s. You can. It's definitely great examples, but you could go to 2004 and you'll find plenty of examples. Oh, it was called the Good Wife's Guide, I think. <laughs> the Good Wife's Guide, dude. It is. It is so offensive to women. This is a different world, and it ain't that long ago, buddy. I mean, seventy years ago. But that's not that long ago. It's really not. If you think about, you know, time, you know, outside of the little vacuum we live in. No, I get it's not you. that long ago. I get you. Anyway, all right, football, 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 and the Nets lost to the Pistons. Why well, you got to bring that up? I meant to say the Knicks beat the Celtics. Yeah, last celebrate night. your good victory. Yeah. It's nice to have Jalen Brown choke yes, in the biggest is. spot in the world. Yes, it is. By the way, uh, the dummies in studio rocking a John Starks jersey. Oh, so the dummies a kiss ass. I see the, what's going the on The dummies like, oh, we beat the Celtics? I better get into the studio. <laughs> and uh, the more people root for the Knicks, the better for me. Because now you're out numbered. Finally, 2-1. Craig, Craig, Craig. And it's going to be 3-1 to one Craig, in about 25 let me, minutes. Let me tell you a secret I've known my entire life. Yeah. I'm always outnumbered. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that is true. Saturday, 5-30, Barkley Center. Yeah. There's a chance I'm outnumbered there, too. But that will be interesting because <laughs> the, the Nets have sold very well this nah, year. Nah, jokes aside, yeah. they already played 20%, Brooklyn. 20%, 30%? No, I, last time it was about 70, 30 Nets okay. fans. They do a decent job, but there's, but there's still plenty. Now, that was that during the 18-2 and two run? No. So it was like the start. It was of it, early right? on in the season. It was actually right, before so, that. I mean, based on. Do you remember Durant, the game? Do you remember the game? I, I, I wish I did. Oh, I'd love to remind you. It was never competitive. It was just one giant ass whooping. Got it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, fun. How'd you do last night? Nothing. Here's uh, Cliff in Jersey. Cliff, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Hello, Cliff. This is a good start. Uh, that that just that, that doesn't bode well for the rest of my day. <laughs> Here's uh, Ryan in Manhattan. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, boys? Good. I just wanted to touch on Julius Randle. You know, there's this big debate whether or not to trade him before the deadline, maybe in the off season. I think the time to trade him is right now. His value is higher what? than it ever will be. For what? I'm not sure what we can return. I really like Bojan Bogdanovic out, out in Detroit. However, right now with Julius Randle, he's playing the best basketball he ever has in the NBA. This I think is... that his value is Right, Ryan, you hit the age-old question, and I'm so happy that it finally happened where it can be discussed. Because whenever we talk about trading a player, I would always say to people when their value's down, are you going to be willing to trade them when their value goes back up? And most people in the moment yep. say, yes, 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 yes. 
But now you're being tested in a way that I really don't remember in a long time. Last year on this radio station, to a T, every single person, maybe rightfully so, said trade him for a bag of balls. Trade him. He hates us. Yeah. He cursed at us. Bleep him. Get rid of him. I hate him. All the things you can imagine. Yeah. And now he is playing brilliant basketball. He's an all-star. Which right we now. should acknowledge. And I yeah. do acknowledge that. And now you're all being tested. How much passion do you have to the point you made five months ago? And I appreciate our last caller, and I actually appreciate you too, because I don't know what the return is, and that's a fair question. I don't think any of us know. But are you willing to have the balls to trade the player when they're starting to do stuff for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny. He's doing it, and I give Brunson a lot of the credit, right? Because you know, now you don't have Julius bringing the ball off the court. You have a legitimate point guard on the team. But I'm not buying into it. I can't. Like, to me, and I agree with the caller, my issue, same like the caller's is, you know, my expectation of what to get in return now has changed. Absolutely. But And Yankee fans, to bring you into this conversation, yeah. you're going to be tested with this potentially too. Glaber Torres. Most Yankee fans have said, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him. Let's say they hold on to him. And let's say he's an all-star in the first half of the year. Still got the same guts? You still want to do it? Because right. it is so easy and sometimes lazy to want to trade someone when they stink. Right. It's easy. When he they sucks, trade him. I don't care what I get hey, back. I the guys that are playing at an all-star level, you know, five games out of six, he's having a great comeback season. Now, here's the question you got to ask yourself. The owner has to ask this question to themselves. Yeah, well, maybe we'll ask him since he's here. And it's an interesting one. Yeah. What are you looking for? If you just want to get to the playoffs, clearly having Julius playing at this level gives you the best chance. But you know, and I'm not being a jerk saying this, you know you're not winning anything, right? You know that. Yeah. You're not winning anything. Nope. Okay. Or is the end game, I want to get to that next level. And long term, trading him now while hurting you in the short term and possibly keeping the darting dark in mid-April, which is on the table. Gives you probably a better chance down the road. Yeah. So what's your priority? Uh, and I think if you ask different people in the organization, there's different answers, right? Like if you're uh, if you're Coach Thibodeau, I think there's a, a lot of value. You better go get into the playoffs and win a series, even. Sure. Not be eliminated four games to one. You know that type of thing. And, and the other you thing, you ask Leon Rose. Maybe it's, hey, I'm here for the long game. I make no promises that we're going to win in the first four or five years. I'm playing the long game. I'm putting pieces together. 100%. You ask the owner, he might say, I'm sick and tired of not having my building filled, you know, going into uh, early summer, late spring. Right. So you might get all three guys who all want what's, what's best for the Knicks, but based on who they are and what the uh, the goals are, short-term versus long-term, you might get three different answers. thousand percent. And the other factor here is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's got no chance to succeed here as long as Julius no, is on the roster. because he's never going to play, right? Okay, so right. that's a sunk cost. As long as Julius is here playing 37 minutes a night. And you can't trade him because he's only playing eight minutes a night. It goes back to the value <laughs> right. discussion. Yeah. Right, right. What are you going to get for a guy that never plays? Uh, listen, uh, in a weird way, these are good problems to have. But they're problems that, if you don't solve the right way, set you back again. And this is a franchise that cannot be set it's back just, again. I have a memory. You have a memory. It wasn't that long ago. Where everybody was so passionate that you had to get this guy out of yeah, town. Yeah, because he flipped us off. Okay. And he played like crap. I get that. Yeah, I don't forget that. That, that can't happen again. Oh, that's my fear. But that's no, why. Craig, I agree. I trade him. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I can't trade him for Wampa Yamba.
<laughs> well, you I would just you can't. I, you know, I keep emailing Adam Silver to do me one solid. Oh, and one I, solid. And I tell him I'll never talk to him again. I'll leave him alone. Yeah. I mean, I'll say hi and thank you, of course, and I'll be cordial. Just get me Wamba Yamba. Oh, that's simple. No big deal. That's all. Oh, by the way, and who's the other kid? Who looks Scoot like, Henderson. Yeah, I'll take Scoot Henderson. You take too. either one. Yeah, you did. You'll, be better, well. you'll be better off with Scoot. I'd be better with Scoot, one hundred percent. Yes. That being said, Wamba Yamba might be, and I'm going to punch myself for saying this because we've used this term before. Generational. No, wow. that, not that term. Oh, go ahead. You know the term. It's a term that was uh, seconded by the Hall of Fame Dirk Nowitzki. Unicorn. My man Pots and Pans right there. <laughs> I ain't saying that ever again, Wamba Yamba. <laughs> but even Kevin Durant came out and said, that dude's going to be the best player in the league. Yeah, we'll see about that. I, I'm skeptical. This reminds me of the Zion Jaw debate. I remember at the time what I would say is, if I get the number one overall pick, I have to take Zion Williamson. I know. But there's a part of me that feels safer with John Morant. Oh, because he's going to actually play. Because I'm concerned about Zion's body holding up. And the same thing with Wambayama. I mean, I look at him and say, I've never seen anything like this before. Can that hold up and play 70 games a season? And I don't know. I'm skeptical. Yeah. Wamba Yamba. You just want him to say the name. I just want to have him because uh, one day I'm going to do play-by-play for the Knicks. And I want to be like, uh, Brunson, right side, <laughs> foul line extended, download a Wamba Yana. <laughs> That's a great name. 877-337-6666. A reminder that uh, James Dolan will join us live in studio coming up in about 15 minutes. It'll be at 3 o'clock exclusively with Carton and Roberts on the fan.